Good morning to you. All right. Uh, in order of uh, ascension day, we're going to change our communion. Uh, uh, oh, it's not. It's got nothing to do with ascension. It's got. Uh, but but we're going to start implementing the uh, the uh, adaptive communion uh, practice, and that is uh, those who uh, who want to come up to the rail. Um, I think we talked earlier about having one person per cushion. Um, uh, well, I had mentioned it. I, I see some surprise on people's faces, but uh, but um, I mean that's that's you know the the. Never mind. Just let's just forget. All right, coupled up, you know, couples can share, you know, do whatever you, I mean, you know, this is, uh, you know, God's grace reigns, do, do whatever you want. <laughs> so come on up here, and if there's any leftover, um, uh, you, you just come up, come up right here, and, uh, and just wait, and, and we'll know what that means. So, if, so there you go. And you can announce yourself at the mic. <laughs> Or not. Oh, boy. I've said a lot already. We haven't even got started. Um, it's time to get started, isn't it? We're doing the St. Stephen service, uh, and our entrance hymn is hymn 494.
we rise. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. He who conceals his sin does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. confess our sins to one another and to the Lord. Gracious Father, we confess that we have tried to hide ourselves and our sins from you, for we know that we have done wrong. We are drawn to live these selfish lives, refusing to bear the troubles of others. We often turn from our neighbors, ignoring their pain and excusing their needs as a responsibility of someone else. In your mercy, Forgive our sin and free us from our selfish ways. Grant that we may choose to obey you and show our love for you by serving us. Almighty God, rich in mercy and abundant in love, has given his Son to die for us. For Jesus' sake, at his command and in his behalf, I forgive you all your sins. Go in peace. You have new life in Jesus Christ. This new life is founded in forgiveness and framed by joy. Therefore, with the song of the angels in our hearts and on our lips, we join the, the whole church on earth and in heaven to proclaim...
peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. God, our Creator and Redeemer, your Son Jesus prayed that his followers might be one. Make all Christians one with him as he is one with you, so that in peace and concord we may carry to the world the message of your love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The first lesson is from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 12 to 26. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to a room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so that they called that field in their language Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, May his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show which of us these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, so he was added to the eleven apostles. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second lesson is from the fifth chapter of First John. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar, because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. 
This is the word of the Lord. Rise for the gospel. The Holy Gospel from St. John, the 17th chapter. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that the scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them to your word, and the, word, uh, the world has hated them, but they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. 
They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. To them I sanctify myself, that they too may truly uh, may be truly sanctified. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise you for the power of your word. God's grace, his mercy, and his peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Jesus says a whole lot of things in the, in the gospel lesson when he is about ready to leave. And of course, you know, we always, I think at, at certain times, want to say, well, why didn't he come back? And I've heard people lately say, well, if Jesus would just come back and... I don't know, for all you know, intents and purposes, uh, put on a show here and there, everybody would believe. And just kind of think about, you know, that, right? Well, you know, when Jesus was around, um, and he is around, uh, we'll talk about that, but, but uh, when Jesus was around in that kind of way, how did it end? Did it end well? Uh, yes and no. I mean, because it, it ended the way God wanted it to end. But it ended with Jesus giving up his life. Now, all of that was on purpose. And he says that in verse 19, For them I sanctify myself. I set myself aside for a holy purpose, that they too may, truly, may be truly set aside for a holy purpose. Sanctified. That's church jargon, sanctified, or being set aside for a holy purpose. And you and I have been set aside for that purpose. And when it comes to, uh, to what Christ has done for us, he has turned us into people who are no longer of this world. Uh, that is um, a, uh, that's a constant struggle for us, because this world is a majority of what we know. This body is the home in which we live, and this body is going to ultimately fail, and I'm going to receive a better body, and I have no idea what that means. Um, but I know, as I trust in God, it's going to be better. And it's going to be something that I've never experienced before, as is heaven, something I've never experienced before. But we're still here on earth, and Jesus says, I pray for them, not that you take them out of the world. Ultimately, Jesus is going to take us out of the world, but we are here for a reason. What is that reason? That reason would be to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. But oftentimes we find ourselves trodden down. We find ourselves hurt. We find ourselves depressed, weak. And we say, God, if you would just come down and, you know, talk with me a little bit, show yourself, it would be fine. Everything would be, we, would be good. And I usually, <laughs> I do have a trend, I, I do have this, uh, ascension spiel that I always hit people with, and that is, uh, wouldn't that be wonderful, right? That 
Jesus would come and he would he'd walk in the door and everybody would look back there and go, Oh my God, literally. That's Jesus. My God. And uh, then I would, you know, say, Well, obviously you have have you prepared your sermon, Jesus? I mean, as if he needs to prepare. But I would go and I'd sit down and we would all have Jesus, you know, preaching to us and he would have some wonderful things. It'd probably be one of the best, if not challenging, sermons that we've ever heard. But then uh, the church across the, the town would hear that Jesus came here and they would start saying, what are we, chopped liver? Right? And indeed... Other churches, you know, because we couldn't keep that, that quiet, right? We'd go and say, Jesus showed up at the church today. Look, it's on YouTube. And they would say, wait a minute. Why did he show up at that dinky little church? Why didn't he come to one that's got the, you know, seats packed? And people would start getting mad at Jesus a little bit, wouldn't they? And then Jesus might say, well, I'll show up at this church right over there. And then, you know, the press would show up and they would stick a, 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 a mic in Jesus' face and they would say, well, why have you let all this stuff happen? Hurricanes and pandemics and all of that stuff. Can you, can you answer that, Jesus? And Jesus would, whatever he would say, wouldn't be enough. We wouldn't like that because somehow we think that that Jesus is here, and there's a lot of Christians who think that Jesus did what he did so that we can have the American way, the life, right? Peace all over the place. And, and that's what we expect as Christians. Jesus didn't pray that in the prayer. Jesus prayed not that we would be taken out of the world and removed from the world and all its troubles and pain and hardship and everything like that, but he said that we would be saved, we'd be protected from the evil one. In other words, not to fall away. Keep what you got. And what do you got? You got a lot. But understand that when Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus' job was done here on earth. He had been rejected. Now he's in heaven. Now he could be everywhere, right? So in a very real way, Jesus is here at St. Stephen Lutheran Church. He goes home with you, right? You're not jealous that he goes home with me too, are you? No, because you got enough Jesus going home with you. And I think God is so brilliant the way he does this. And he tells each and every one. He says, and this was not that long ago we talked about this, where Jesus announced that you are not slaves, you are not servants, you are my children. You are my family. You are brothers and, I, and sisters. And I tell you everything. And God tells us everything. Why do we act like God hasn't told us anything? Why do we act like God does like we don't know what God's doing? We do because he has told he has told us everything. He has told us the truth. We know the truth. But I don't know. 
uh, I don't know, maybe we just have to muck it up for ourselves. And when we do that, we muck it up for other people, right? Had a conversation yesterday with somebody about organized religion and why it's, it's terrible. And I understand, I understand what they mean by organized religion. And it can be put in just a simple thumbnail sketch, and that is the people of the church, they really don't act like the message that they proclaim. God is love. Love. See, the world gets this. The world understands what God's children, how God's children need to act. How are God's children doing? We're a lot about right and wrong, aren't we? Black and white and, and that sort of thing. And there are, there is right and wrong. There is black and white. But beyond all of those things, there is God and what God has desired for us to do. And it's going to take all of your energy and it's going to take you to die every morning, right? That's what Luther talks about. He says, when we get up in the morning, we drown the old Adam, the old self, and we rise anew. We remember our baptism, and we then proceed forward with joy. Yeah, but it's Monday. With joy. <laughs> Salvation doesn't care what day it is. And God's word does not dim, even though you're having a bad day. Even though you bumped your head getting out of bed this morning, got out on the wrong side or something, I don't know what they call it. But God's word is still there and it's still truly effective. And God speaks it to us in our hearts and he's given us faith. Do we need actually to see Jesus? Oh, yeah, kind of. No, you don't. Well, I'd really like to see it kind of, you know. But you don't need to. Matter of fact, seeing Jesus sometimes throws more. Uh, what, what happens if you see Jesus? Well, I'd like to see you again. Jesus, no, this is a one-time thing. I see you all the time, and you see me all the time. I am in you, and you are in me. I am in other people who come and talk to you. I am everywhere. I... I am at, at a, a whole different existence than you. You're just living in, in the physical deal. You gotta, you've got to get with the program. I've given you all of the gifts that you need to perceive me as being always with you. My word says that. Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am always with you. In the same way that you are always with your loved ones. You are always with those people that, that you love. Even though there may be times when they don't love you so much. You still love them and you are still with them. And your heart goes out to them. God is constantly with us. And his heart went out to us even before we were born, Jesus accomplished what he needed to accomplish. And he has accomplished that job. 
When he ascends into heaven, he sits at the right hand of God. This is returning to the place where, from whence he came. But he returns with flesh and blood as a brother to you and to me. Jesus, when we say sits at the right hand of God, he is the right hand man of God. He is the power of God. And God the Father, God the Son, send the Holy Spirit to us. And through the Holy Spirit's comfort, through the Holy Spirit's prodding, through the Holy Spirit's presence, we understand all of the rest. Even though it's, I mean, if you try to figure it out, um, it's... Uh, well, it's impossible, I think, because it is faith that's the common ingredient for, with that. It's just like if somebody wanted to, to investigate saltiness or something like that, uh, they would break it down and break it down until it became sodium and chloride, which, you know, is, breaks it down too much. And God's grace for us is God's grace, and God's faith that he gives us is God's faith. It's there. You live within it. It gives you your identity, your security, and your meaning. It's a gift of God, lest anyone should boast. And it tells us that Jesus is here. And if you want to see Jesus, I suppose, or you want to see a, maybe a likeness of Jesus, well, we have what Jesus did represented in wood. Now, some people are going to say that we worship that cross. We don't. We do have it there to remind us that Christ suffered and died on the cross. And now, in this particular image, Jesus is king. See, he's wearing a crown. But Jesus came among us, took on frail flesh, suffered, died and rose again, and then translated up to heaven. You notice, I mean, nothing, happened, nothing had to happen to Jesus because he had already died and had already come back. However, Jesus, especially being Jesus, never had corruption in his body at all. When he lay in the tomb, there was no decay because there was perfection all the time. Jesus simply did what Jesus does what God does, and that is be right all the time, be perfect all the time, be holy all the time. But Jesus didn't go around shining on us in such a way to make us feel uncomfortable. Boy, I tell you what, he could make us feel uncomfortable, you know, shining with his glory on us. It would be something more than we could bear. And so, the word of the day coming from Jesus is that he is gentle with us. He does not treat us as we deserve because he loves us. He suffered for us, he died for us, he loves us, and he speaks gently to us, knowing all the time that we have these thoughts in our minds and we are willing to, in for the moment, turn our back on Jesus. But 
his word prevails, and he prays that his word will prevail, and that Satan, as Satan is, uh, is wont to do, distracting us from God, that Satan will not take us over. Don't be fooled. Satan, even though his head was crushed in the crucifixion of Jesus, still very powerful. Satan can sweep people away from the path of salvation. He can make them think too much. He can make them rationalize. He can make them turn their backs on Jesus. They never return. Jesus prays that this may never happen. And I pray if you have someone, if you know someone like that, pray for them. Ask God to be with them and to show them once again the truth. And then leave it up to him because that's where it belongs. Jesus, the one who came, who suffered, who died, who rose, is now the judge. And he knows, even though we cannot tell, he knows who his children are. We may say, well, that person definitely not a children of God. Well, you don't know. You don't know. Jesus knows. And Jesus is going to do what he needs to do in whatever case it involves, because that's what he's all about, suffering and dying. For Christ died for the sins of the world, each and every one of them. My sins? Yeah. The sins of that person that we call infamous in history, who's killed Many, many people, yes, those sins as well. Well, that's not fair. Not, well, it's not fair, you're right, it's not. But that's God, gracious and kind and merciful. He suffered for the sins of people, and anyone who believes in Jesus can become a child of God. Well, even after they did all of that stuff? Yeah, look at the stuff you've done. I haven't done anything. Really? Then you don't understand God's grace, and you don't understand sin. Because one sin is all it takes. One little sin. I don't care if it's a little white lie or if it's a big doozy. And I'm sure as children, we already canceled our, our tickets to heaven. But thank God Jesus redeemed those tickets, right? We get to go to heaven, whether you have killed people or not, whether you have said bad words or not, some of those words refer directly to God, right? Whatever we have done, Jesus has done more. So, what does it take? What does it take? What does Jesus ask? He asks that none of the ones that, he, that, he, that have been given to him would be lost. And that's a good prayer. It's a really good prayer. Lord God, be with me. Let me not be lost. Paul prayed that. It'd be a shame, Paul said, if, if I ran the race and right at the end I was, I was uh, disqualified. Help me not to be disqualified. Keep me always in your faith. Good prayer. And those whom I love... Keep them always in the faith. And if they're struggling in their faith, 
do whatever it takes to give it strength. These are all good prayers. Jesus might have ascended into heaven, but it's a far better thing, uh, I think, we all understand, because if he was running around here on earth the way he had done previously, people ultimately would want to kill him. You know, yet another assassination attempt on Jesus, but, you know, uh, he's not going to die again. He already died once, and it would just be, well, I don't know, just imagine how, it, how unseeming it would be for Jesus to be here and for us to get distracted by his physical appearance when we right now already know that he's with us. And he can be far more effective in this world by what he's doing now than by if he did something that we think he ought to do because we got our feelings hurt or because we're lonely or because of some other thing. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you, even though it may look like he left the disciples and forsook them. He did not. He kept telling them, I am here. I will be with you always. Now I send you out into the world. Go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to do all the things I've commanded. And lo, I will be with you always, even to the very ends of the earth. May these words comfort us as we continue to fight and struggle and uh, endure this world. Amen. We continue with the hymn of the day, hymn 587, I Know My Faith is Founded.
We rise for the confession of faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the maker of heaven and earth, and all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not me, by whom all things were made. For our sake, Spirit was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. His kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life. Proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified. It is spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy and solid church. We acknowledge one baptism for the for the resurrection of the dead. the world to come. Continue with the offertory song. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, Heavenly King, once again you have gathered us before your presence. Grant that we may dwell in your house all the days of our lives and gaze upon your beauty manifested here in your word and sacrament. Graciously hear our prayers as we now inquire in your temple. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of the church, you led your apostles to choose Matthias to play, replace Judas. 
guide your church on earth as she calls and chooses men to serve in the apostolic office, that your word would continue to grow and bear fruit. Keep these men faithfully and bless their ministry. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, protector and savior, look in mercy upon those suffering persecution for the sake of your name. Many have been forsaken, even by father and mother and friend. Take them into your keeping, hear their cries, and do not let them be afraid. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of all nations, since it is your will that we would pray for all in authority, we believe with confidence that you hear our prayers on behalf of our president, governor, congress, legislature, and judges. Teach them the testimony of truth, that they may be wise and effective in their offices. Lord, in your mercy. Eternal Father, you have testified that eternal life is given in your Son, that whoever has him has life. You also promise that you will hear whatever we ask according to your will. Hear now our prayers for all who are sick and in distress, and we um, bring before you the list of people that we have in our bulletin, also Chris Bricado, who uh, will have a cardioversion procedure on Wednesday. Uh, Susan Perkle, family illness, and uh, Troy and Logan uh, Bettisworth, uh, safety in uh, a race this morning in San Antonio. Uh, these and all of the um, prayers that go before you on behalf of the people in our bulletin and in our lives, we ask that you would heal them, uh, protect them, uh, give them life, uh, to those who hold your son in faithful hearts. Lord, in your mercy, gracious God, as we eat and drink our Savior's body and blood, give us your light and salvation, strong and courageous hearts, and never failing hope that we may wait steadfastly for you and your final deliverance. Lord, in your mercy, Holy Father, accept these prayers we offer through your Son, our Savior, and keep us forever in your name and word, that we may be one just as you are one, Sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. Who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, from the beginning of time, your gracious hand has given life to all things. You shaped the world and fashioned a people by the power of your word. All creation is renewed by the soft whisper and the thunderous roar of your spirit. Heaven and earth are full of you. In this, the final age of your creation, you have given us your Son, your Word, become flesh. In his redeeming death and resurrection, Jesus has fulfilled your promise of a full, secure life on this earth and a certain joyous life throughout eternity. The night he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks, gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you for the, and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Send upon us now, we pray, your Holy Spirit, that living in the light and power of Jesus' resurrection, we may live our lives in praise of you and in service to others, and so begin today to experience the inheritance prepared for all your children. Hosanna.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God is the kingdom, power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Welcome to the table of the Lord.
we rise. The God of hope grant you joy and peace in believing so that you will be filled with hope, the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord. be seated. All right. Uh, announcements. I guess I need to sing choir. <gasps> to have a little meeting. A little meeting. <laughs> right. Sign up for brunch. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, fellowship in the fellowship hall. Bible study in the Bible study hall. We got that? We got it all? I think we got it all. All right. Um, let's rise and do the um, uh, mission statement. As believers in Christ, St. Stephen Lutheran Church is committed to serving God by sharing the good news of Christ with all people. God's blessings go with you this week. Thank you.